Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. General Manager of the Utah Jazz, Justin Zanuck. You know, we kind of made our big move almost two months ago with acquiring Jordan Clarkson and wanted to use that opportunity to get him in here early so we had the benefit of integrating him into the team and more games to affect and have an impact for us, which has gone very well. And up until the deadline, if there was anything that we thought that could improve our roster, short-term and long-term, then we would be available to do it. But through those conversations, there just didn't seem like there was anything that really made sense for us at this time. Gordon, we have reports from our old friend Casey Johnson, who's part of NBC Chicago now. But uh, who'd he write for forever? He wrote for what... uh uh, the it, Tribune, uh, the Chicago Tribune, I think he did. Yeah, I think that was it. He's yeah. been uh, a longtime Bulls uh, beat writer and insider, but he's reporting that uh, the Jazz have given the Chicago Bulls permission to interview Justin Zanuck to replace uh, Gar Foreman, who who was recently, uh, uh, I don't want to say fired, because I think they gave him the option to stay on in some sort of capacity, but they're looking for a new gen- uh, general manager nonetheless, and it looks like Justin Zanuck is going to interview for it. Well, if you ask me whether that would be an upgrade, I would say most definitely. Most definitely. What they've been doing in Chicago, I think, has been just just bumbled for quite some time now. And so Justin Zanuck, very sharp basketball mind, very well connected around the league, and that would be a terrific hire for them, a loss for the Jazz for sure. Now, what I'm not exactly sure of is I think Jim Paxson is really still the one in charge, right? They haven't. I thought he was going to be kept on as sort of an advisor. Uh, Am I, did I miss? I thought uh, that was Foreman who they said that about. But mm-hmm. I've been I've been trying to uh, to look around and, and see what I can find, and maybe I can uh, find something else. And that's John Paxson, by the way, not Jim Paxson there uh, with the Bulls. So. Uh, I don't know. That would be something that you would – because would you go to being the man in charge or being number two again, like kind of like he was in, in Milwaukee, right? Well, it would depend on the circumstances uh, because every every team is in a different place. And even if you are going in as a number two, uh, there there might be a plan to shift in, in the near future into more responsibility or whatever. But I and I don't know what the circumstance is there. I thought if it, a guy like Justin, uh, to me, uh, you better have some assurances in mind moving to your next position in order to uh, to to actually go through with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's money involved in all the other things and personal decisions that might be important to whatever individual is being considered, and all those things come into play. But he's highly respected here, and he would be there as well. I mean, but I, I'm not sure I would want to shift from from where he is and what he's doing now to have to take orders from part of the regime that was there prior to because that thing was a mess right and so that that would be a big part of it um if i were justin zanuck but he's he's obviously interested or he would not have you know uh ask the jazz to grant him permission Um, what's the harm in listening what do you true what do you i mean i don't know some people though they, they see it as a sign of disrespect or or disloyalty to to even listen. And how do you feel about that, Jake? Um, I 
I never, uh, you know, of course everybody's going to listen, right? We're all going to, we all love having options. That's a, that's a human thing. You know, that's, that's something that we all enjoy and hopefully can take advantage of when we're valuable or, or valued. Um, if I were, if I were Justin, like I, I heard this about college football coaches a, a long time ago, right? That, that say, if you're Kyle Whittingham, you don't mind if Gary Anderson leaves to take the head coaching job at Utah State because it's a step up, right? Mm-hmm. If you right. leave for a lateral move, that's a little bit kind of like, hey, what's, what's the deal? So I, I view this in the same way if – and it, it depends a lot on John Paxson, right? If Zanuck is given full control over the Chicago Bulls, then 100% jump at that. The Bulls are a, a historic franchise. You're in Chicago, one of the great cities in the entire world. And Dennis Lindsay and, you know, titles, they have uh, – they kind of shifted the titles around last year. But Dennis Lindsay is still running the show here with the Jazz. So if Justin Zanuck were to be able to be running the show uh, with the, the Chicago Bulls, then by all means and, – and by the way, I don't mean to make it sound like Justin is not important because he's been critical. And, Gordon, you know uh, from talking to, to people firsthand how important he's been over the last year since he got that promotion. So don't get me wrong – but but Dennis is still the VP of basketball operations, right? And and whatever the title is, there's somebody who's at the head of the pyramid. Yeah, and and we and see we this is, we're we're flying blind here because we don't have all the information. Correct. We we don't have all the information on either side. We don't know what his situation would be with the Bulls. We don't know how he feels as far as security goes with the Jazz. I I, I just don't know. And, and, and I don't know his personal feelings about affinity for a region, a town. Uh, you know, we don't know the money that would be involved. We don't know uh, exactly what he's getting here with the Jazz, and so we don't know. We don't know any of that stuff. And right. so, all, some it's it's funny because a lot of times we'll make judgments on people making moves. And we think we we think we know it all, but we really don't. Right. And, and and we really need to know it all, don't we, before we can really make a fair judgment? Correct. And actually, the fair judgment here is you and I both like Justin Zanuck um, personally and professionally. Think he's he's terrific, and I think you and I both would just say we'd root for what he thinks is best for him and his family. And I'm sure the Jazz feel the uh, feel the same way. And we'll see how it all plays out. But um, I, I would be surprised if Justin were anxious to get away from the Utah Jazz. I would imagine it's it's a step up in situation, pay, those sorts of things. And, and as was also noted, his wife is from the Midwest. So maybe this would be going home a little bit, too. So to your point, we, we don't really know. However, uh, I think we know that the Jazz are, are probably rooting for him personally uh, to have the best outcome for him. Oh, there's, I don't think there'd be any doubt about right, that. Right. Certainly a, a fine basketball mind, like I said. But there are all kinds of things that come into play that people name me. Can you think of a move that somebody has made, whereas from the outside you weren't sure it made a lot of sense, whereas from the inside it made all kinds of sense? Oh, I'll, I'll give you the ultimate example. Who's the old uh, K State head basketball coach, Frank Martin? Do you remember yeah. when he left uh-huh. Kansas State and had some mo- uh, some momentum? They beat BYU right. one year. Remember that? Because yes. he was unpleasant to deal with from a media standpoint. Uh, yeah. But he left Kansas State and he took the South Carolina job. Yeah, remember, he's still there. Yeah, he's still. Remember, all of us were like South Carolina. 
South Carolina? And then you dig into it a little deeper and you find out that Kansas State switched shoe sponsorships and the AAU team that he had gotten all of his players from, Michael Beasley included, was affiliated with his original shoe sponsorship. And so all of a sudden he went to a different school that was sponsored by that shoe. No, Jake, he said God spoke to him and that it was a needed thing for he and his family. It was time to move to South Carolina, of all places. You remember that, Gordon? (laughs) Yes, I do. I remember uh, going way back. I remember when Lute Olson left Iowa to go to Arizona. And I wasn't, because at that time, obviously, Lute was having success at Iowa. And I can't remember that Arizona was much of a basketball power before he got there, was it? Uh, You tell me. Yeah, I, I I didn't think it had been. Forgive me if I'm I'm giving the Wildcat program down there short shrift somehow. But I, I remember when he made that move, and I thought, why is he doing that? Maybe he'd rather live in Arizona than Iowa. I, I don't know. But there are these guys who do these sorts of things from time to time. I'll go back all the way back to my youth. When Vince Lombardi left the Packers to go to the Washington Redskins, I, I was like, what? How do you do that? I don't, and, and so this is probably a part of the record now. If I went back and read through it all, but I haven't really. If I have done that, I've forgotten since. And there may have been some sort of uh, contract dispute or something going on with the Packers. But I just thought, are you kidding me? Vince Lombardi is his name is synonymous with the Green Bay Packers, not the not Washington. Come on. Anyway, so guys what, was, their, what was the reason for that move? Who, for Vince? Yeah. I think there was uh, some sort of rupture oh, okay. there in Green Bay. If I, I if memory serves, now forgive me because I don't know all the details. We could probably find that out. Gee, Jake, I wonder what it was. Hmm, maybe. Uh, I'm not doing uh, it. <laughs> and Austin's not doing it either. This isn't Ask Jeeves. What, what no, Mr. and I'm not curious really about that at all. And in fact, I'm 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 mad at myself for asking the question. But Mr. Know It All doesn't know. He he's not even curious. I thought for sure Mr. Know It All would know. He knows it all, but he ain't sharing. <laughs> Good job, Austin. All right. Well, Austin, maybe you could share that with us a little later on in the program. Do you have I, Do you have your laptop in front of you? Yeah, hang on just a second. Okay. Say, say something intelligent. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best uh, to say something go intelligent. Get a snack again. Like, <laughs> coming up right around the corner, we're going to have Brian Taylor on the show. Uh, we'll talk about the latest in the world of golf, which is actually some good news for a change. So we look forward to uh, talking to BT. Chris Mannix will join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, and Chris Camerani will join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Chris wrote about the zone. How about that? Up about at The Athletic and Morgan Scally's uh, first career after playing football, being a midday host with Alema Harrington, right here on these yeah. airwaves. And Scally admitted he couldn't hack it, so he got out. You know what? Morgan was pretty good, actually. <laughs> I, I'll give him credit. And, and I'm, people, I'm joking, clearly. I know you are. But uh, people, because I produced that show. So people listening to this, you know what? Morgan, Morgan could talk about the jazz. He could talk about the world of sports. He's dialed in. Smart guy, even back then. Funny guy. Oh, hilarious. Uh, really outgoing. Alema was a really good co-host for him. It was a really good show uh, for about a year here on the... And then all of a sudden, he got an offer from both Wit and Urban Meyer and was like, hmm, should I stay here on the radio for pennies on the dollar? I was going to say, did he come into the radio, Jake, and say, all right, they're going to pay me this. Will you match it? 
Uh, Did he I, come with that I, idea? Or? I, that was above my pay grade okay. at the time, but I'm going to have to go with I doubt it. <laughs> he didn't try to leverage the zone for more money? No, I, I got to say I doubt it. Although at the time he did leave for, I believe, a GA position with, uh, with yeah. Utah, so it was not like he was rolling a dough. But look at him now. Look at him now. He's doing just fine. And he owes it all fine. to you as his former producer. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I expect a, a royalty check soon. Gordon, did you discover the, uh, the the answer to your question there? Well, apparently he had gone from coaching the Packers to uh, being a general manager uh, for the Packers. And then when he moved to uh, to, to Washington, he... Uh, he went there as uh, the head coach, the general manager, and the executive vice president. Okay. Well, there you go. Step up. Uh, in the world. So, so apparently there were some there were some benefits he was going to get by by doing that and uh, added responsibilities. So he, I guess he was going to do everything. Okay. Well, there you uh, go. He's running. The I, show. I don't know if there's more to that story or not because what I'm looking at right now is about a ten thousand word treatise on the thing. So I. I haven't read through the whole thing. I see. All right. We got some news today coming out of the PGA Tour that uh, they're planning on beginning in mid-June with no fans at the Memorial is the goal. Uh, The PGA Championship will now be August 6th. The Ryder Cup will be September 25th. The U.S. Open September 17th. And the Masters is set to begin on November 9th. Um, Now, uh, you can go through the... The press release, Gordon, and basically they're you know amenable. If this doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I uh, I I like this. This gives me optimism and encouragement, and hopefully others will react to this in the same way. That some plans are you know in motion to to get us back some sports, and I think golf is actually the perfect sport to lead the way. So at one point, does following the directives. To to be super cautious and careful and, and have everyone stay at home. When does it go from that being patriotic and really smart to getting out there and doing things that are more normal? Uh, when does that become heroic? Uh, that, that's really the $64,000 question right now, right? Yeah, I I don't know, Gordon. Um, I don't I don't know if the PGA Tour knows either. Um, you know, they listed everything as kind of to be confirmed. Uh, but I I like the optimism, and they're operating under you know information that they're getting, and it's probably not perfect, like the information that everybody's getting. But uh, you know, they're making plans to to get the ball rolling again. So I I guess I I have no clue. Two weeks, three weeks, I'm not sure. Um, but you know, they're they're putting it out there a little bit, middle of June. You know, it's still the beginning of April. So, you know, I think they're giving themselves plenty of time. That's a that's a long time to deal with a situation that changes daily. But what I what I like about it, Gordon, and I know you and and others and myself included are are concerned about people behaving the right way. But I wonder at what point if we don't give people something to hope for that they just give up on what they're doing now. Does that make any sense? If you don't give, yeah. it's like um, it's like when you're trimming weight to go on one of your uh, many Hawaiian vacations, Gordo. You give yourself a goal, right? You know, some place to get, and it gives you it gives you hope as you go through a process. Which, of course, a lot of us battle when we're trying to trim up. You know, it gives you incentive to work harder. And so I wonder if some sort of light or something to work for would be better than having nothing at all. Yeah, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. 
And I, I, you know, I don't see it's frustrating because I want to know. I want to have all the answers here, Jake, just like you do. Right. Correct. And we don't. So what do we do? Guess. So guess, it, in the, uh, guess, so, in, guess in the name of optimism. So I guess what what is your reaction to this then? You think it's foolish? I don't know. I don't know. How am I supposed to know? I, 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 I don't know. I mean, that's my answer. I just freaking don't know. However, it's like you say, at some point, at what point is it safe to commence? At what point is it advantageous to commence taking all things into consideration? I mean, we've had conversations with, uh, with, with I'll never forget that conversation with Chris Mannix just last week when he was saying, my parents are not expendable, you know? And when you think of what you measure the risk versus the reward, I understand that we can't be shut down for the next two years. I get that. But when is the when is the optimum time? That's why we're relying so frequently on on medical experts. At least we should be. And I hope everybody's listening to them, uh, including our government leaders to 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 chart the right course. I know what the I know what I want to have happen. I want to have everybody start up again next month. But we can't. Not yet. Well, I guess I don't know how to react to that, Gordon, because I think it's great news the PGA Tour is planning for this. Is there a chance that it doesn't happen? Uh, yeah, there is. And I think the caveat that everybody is operating under experts, business leaders, governments, is that we need to figure out how to keep people safe. That's priority number one. If, if, if the outbreak has swept the country then the and, and people are dying by the millions— then what the PGA uh, PGA Tour announced on April 6th, 2020, isn't going to mean a whole lot of nothing. But on April 6th, 2020, when we're actually seeing some encouraging statistics from around the country, we're seeing some encouraging statistics out of the state of Utah in particular, we're seeing a P, an, an organization that consulted with the president of the United States make plans to get the ball rolling. I think that that's great. I think yeah. that that's reason to give people optimism that we're trying. Dang it. We're, we're trying. And I do think it gives people a light at the end of the tunnel to think, OK, I got to live through this and I've got to be diligent to it for, you know, for now. And when and if I do that, I will be rewarded with life going back to normal. And if that's represented by the PGA Tour coming back June 15th, then terrific. If that does it for folks, I'm glad because it gives us something to, to work for. So I, I don't know how to answer your, your question, really, Gordon, because I, I have no clue. I'd love to give you a date. Uh, so, so you, you know, but but I think the reaction to say cancel everything until further notice is not productive, and I don't think it really helps anybody. So I mean, if the PGA Tour is waste is wasting their time and all the doors are shut till December of this year, then they completely wasted their time. What have they lost that they would have gained otherwise? But by but by doing it now, at least they're working toward it so they be prepared for it if it's an option. And they're giving people like me some optimism to think, okay, well, if I don't see my parents again for a month, at least 
I'll have some golf I'm working for, some reward that that represents a, 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 a trip back to normalcy for me. So I'm going to be diligent to listen to those folks you're talking about right now. And I'll give you an example to the contrary. Uh, there, the governor of New Jersey said that, that folks should social distance from people in their own home. Which is ridiculous because it's impossible. Austin, you have a, a year and a half year old. Can you imagine saying, "Hey, Harper, sorry, honey, I know you're crying, but I can't. Uh, I'm social distancing over here." You gotta, you gotta get out on your own at some point. Here, I mean, is, to to tell people to do those things that are just absolutely impossible and ridiculous, people are gonna say, "Okay, you know what? I'm doing none of it." Because you obviously don't have my best interest at heart. There's no end in sight. Uh, if the option is for me to separate from my toddler, well, then that's not worth it. Screw it. I'm going back to normal anyway. As opposed to, hey, stay the course, keep, keep the fight, and we got some light at the end of the tunnel. That seems much more productive to me. As long as it's safe. Right? Well, that, that's where all these conversations start, I think, Gordon. Like yeah. I said, if, if millions of people are dying... The PGA Tour isn't saying welcome to Memorial. Yeah, I, mean, I, I everybody wants to believe the good news. Everybody wants to hear the good news. Everybody wants to hear that there's a that there's an effective treatment. Everyone wants to hear that there's a, a vaccine that is promising. Everybody wants to hear that stuff. But but I can't enjoy something if I think it's putting people at risk. I mean, I, it's it's much hard. As much as I'd love to see. The Masters played in April, or the British Open played. You know, I, 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 I don't want to watch it if I think people are at risk while doing it, and so it's that's counterproductive to me. I, 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 look, the optimism is always attractive, and and if they can do it safely, then 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 good. But if they can't, then don't rush it, don't force it as some sort of faux idea that things are better if they're not. And I think we're saying the same thing. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. I yeah, I mean, it's funny. We were talking about the Masters. Do we have specific dates that they're targeting? In November, November 9th. November 9th. So I was looking up the monthly weather temperature averages in uh, Augusta, Georgia. In April, it averages a high of 77 and a low of 55. So that's mild, mild enough. In November, it averages a high of 67 and a low of 47. Now, I, I mean, I, I suppose that sounds okay. Uh, I think the rain totals are pretty similar in the two months. So they don't want to play there. They wouldn't want to play there in the middle of the summer anyway because it's, uh, you know, that Georgia heat. Can, uh, can get pretty tough and humidity and whatnot. And now Tim with traffic. Tim? You know, this stuff's important. I mean, I don't want to see him play the Masters if it's 55 degrees outside. I mean, you know. Yeah, those poor, those poor millionaires might get their elbows chilly. <laughs> but uh, so November, uh, okay, they, they are taking a place in the schedule that is uh, it fits about as well as it can fit for them. I guess October, uh, the temperatures are more uh, more comparable to what they are in April. But, you know, uh, I'm glad to hear that they have it on the schedule at least. And, Jake, I, I think we think the same way. 
we want to see these things happen as soon as the the coast is clear. And I, I don't know when that coast will be clear. If it is clear so that the PGA can do these things safely, then then go for it. But I can't enjoy it if people are dying or people are at risk of uh, contracting the uh, virus in the middle of a, a golf tournament. We have an update on the Justin Zanuck news from today, Gordon. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reporting Jazz GM Justin Zanuck did a video call with the Chicago Bulls today for the franchise's executive VP of basketball operations opening uh, Denver Nuggets GM uh, Arturus. Uh, let's see here. I don't want to mess this up. Um Karnasovas will interview with the Bulls midweek. But that clears up something that we were talking about. This is for the executive VP of basketball ops job. So the president of the Bulls is Jerry Reinsdorf's son. So this would be for the head basketball job. Uh, basketball job. He would be running the show for the Bulls, it would appear. I see. Well, uh, Justin Zanuck, to me, is a terrific choice. Yeah. I mean, a terrific candidate for that kind of thing. If if uh, if Justin wants it uh Terrific basketball mind and very well connected around the league. Yeah, no doubt. So there's a little update there from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, and we will uh, we will talk with Chris Mannix about that news coming up right around the corner. And no doubt that that would be, uh, if Justin were to go, that would be a loss for the Jazz, but certainly with Dennis and, of course, David Morway, who's got a ton of uh, experience, was the GM of the Pacers. You know, the Jazz brain trust would still very much be intact. So uh, that would be... You know, if he got the big job with with the Bulls, that would be that would be a nice gig for him. Of course, he's a Northwestern grad too, so there certainly would be some going home aspect to that for Justin. Wow, Justin's a Northwestern grad. That's what I just read. I actually did not know that until I read a tweet a moment ago. So, huh. it really is smart. Yeah, you you had your doubts. No, no, I mean. <laughs> No, he's definitely a very brilliant basketball mind, but hey, I, I guess he's book smart, too. Uh, I don't know about you, Austin, but I, I certainly always thought that uh, Justin Zanuck was pretty <laughs> Listen smart. Listen to you guys. Get out What? Of here. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.